Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to Handle with Scare. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Network, discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. I am your host, Timberly Drunk, and tonight on episode number 27, uh, we are going to be taking a, uh, a, a detour into this quaint, perfect little town of Stepford, uh, as we are discussing the Stepford Wives release in 1975 tonight on the podcast. And of course, I cannot do that without my co-host, Holly Hooch. Holly, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well. I thought for a second you forgot to present me. So <laughs> later, this is not going to stand. <laughs> but yes, I'm good and ready. Mm. Well, you know, like tonight's selection is kind of perfect because since we record on Discord, there are... A number of times where, you know, maybe one of us gets a bad connection and then we just come off as a robot. <laughs> and that's exactly what's gonna, what we're going to talk about today. Some robots. Robots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so as you guys all know, uh, this month we have been deep diving into a telephobia as we've been uh, tracing perfection in this case. And last week we saw what happens when loneliness consumes your life in Jill Six's Amazing the Stylist, uh, which honestly, like, I've, I've still been talking about this movie, like, all week. And yeah. just that that final frame shot is really just something that sticks with you. Uh, and, you know, like, it's like a complete 180, uh, and, you know, I, I have my thoughts on the Stepford Wives, I did not have time to watch a remake, which I, I, I honestly wanted I to it. do. I can help you with that, and you don't really need to, if I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I can talk you through it, because, uh, it's, uh, the, the remake is a comedy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, if you knew that. <laughs> I, 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 comedy, but. I honestly don't, but I mean, there, there are some things that come off as like kind of comical, uh, just not to the same degree, uh, in, in the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyways, sure. so obviously like, of course, right now we are nearing the end of September. Uh, October Yay. is just a couple of days away. There is Yay. so there's oh so God. much stuff happening next month. <laughs> there's been a ton of horror news. We got some major releases. Uh, you know, like we got all of these uh, like Spooktober or October lineups mm -hmm. for like AMC uh, USA Network just did a Child's Play marathon. We got uh, TV series premiering for I Know What You Did Last Summer, Child's Play. There's new documentary series coming out on AMC. Uh, there's a new season of Creep Show aired right now on Shudder. Oh my god! And we just, just had like Shudder again. We just had a virus 40th uh, anniversary as well, which uh, we we started to watch on uh, on Twisted Tuesday, and they like. Out. This is like the best time of the year for all the right reasons for us horror fans. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that a little bit later with our plans for what we'll be doing for the podcast in October. But before we get there, let's talk about the Setford Wives. Uh, yes. And this is one that I had not seen. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I knew of it and I basically knew what the premise was. Uh, and this was directed. Yeah, it's a you know, legendary, or not legendary, but, you know, it's one of those uh, iconic movies, mm -hmm. so you, you gotta watch it. But go ahead. Yeah, so this is directed by Brian Forbes, and mm -hmm. uh, the plot basically follows uh, Joanna uh, Eberhardt, uh, who is coming to the quaint little town of Stepford, Connecticut, uh, with her family, but soon discovers that uh, there, there lies a sinister truth 
uh, in the all-too-perfect behavior of the female residents of the town. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Did you know that this was written by the same dude who wrote uh, Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, that was okay. like primarily one of the main things that intrigued me about it, just to see, okay, uh, this is going to feel like a complete 180 uh, oh, over yeah. what I'm used to. Uh, I mean, you don't get demon rape as much in this one. You but... you don't. I mean, there are some hookups, but like, you never actually get to see the connection. You just hear the moaning Very coming from upstairs. Movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so let's get started. I know you got some opinions. I don't know if you want to express them up front or if you want to hold them till the end. And I'm you know what? Let's just get it out there. It's a bit of a slow movie. It's, it's a bit of a slow movie. You yes. Know? You can, when I... Can, yes. <laughs> I messaged you earlier about my, my genuine thought about the movie overall. <laughs> and I basically said, like, this just felt like an episode of The Outer Limits or The Twilight Zone yeah, that was stretched that. out for two hours, which the runtime was like 115 uh, minutes. It, it it felt that long, or even longer in, in some cases. I uh, will agree that the movie was a little slow moving, particularly compared with some of the more exciting high adrenaline shit that we like to watch. Because mm-hmm. I will agree, like, I like to watch really, like, fast moving, you know, like, some fast shit. I like to watch stuff that's going to happen right away. So um, I'd, I'd watched this movie a long time ago, and uh, and rewatching it, I was like, oh, I kind of forgot about this. <laughs> I kind of forgot about the fact that it's a little on the slow side. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decent movie. It's a good movie. It's not as good as Rosemary's Baby, but uh, it's um, the uh, the feeling that it puts through. And I don't know if, if it's something that um, that you you also felt. Like some of the despair and 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 uh, that's felt by the main character, but it's um, it, it's very poignant in a lot of in, in a lot of ways. And um, I thought, you know, when I when I when I watched I rewatched it recently, and then I rewatched it. I rewatched the the remake from like two thousand and four with Nicole Kidman, which, like I said, you don't really need to watch it. Although it does have John Lovitz, and I love John. I I it has Bette Midler. I love Bette Midler. It's got John Lovitz. I love John Lovitz. You know, I like Nicole Kidman. It's got Christopher Walken. But again, it's, you know, you're not really missing much. It's fine. You don't have to watch it. But it is a comedy. And it, and the the way that they remade it was completely different in terms of uh, the the motivation of all the different characters, basically, is, 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 is the biggest difference. But maybe we should walk through the movie. And we don't have to take too long on that because, as we said, it was a bit of a slow movie. But we can jump a little bit into the comparisons, and we can jump a little bit into why it sort of reminds me of Dead Girl a little bit. There, okay. I've said it. I said Dead Girl. Yeah. It's a very controversial movie. We can yeah, talk about it, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, not too many posters involve lips. No. Just generally speaking, <laughs> and that can be taken in more ways than one, and that's entirely the point <laughs> of that movie. Yes. Uh, but yes. anyway, so let's let's jump into this. Uh, so we meet Joanna, who is a photographer, uh, and, you know, like, she's about to make the big move uh, over to Stepford from, uh, she's a New York resident, so New York City in this case, and she can't help but stop to photograph this man who is, like, walking down uh, the sidewalks with uh, a mannequin, 
with a covered face. Yeah, that has a covered face, no clothes on at all. Uh, and, you know, no, I, 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 I laughed so hard hearing, like, the little boy in the back of the station wagon, you know, telling his dad about what he had just saw. And, you know, the dad's, <laughs> Walter's just like, uh, well, the boy's like, you know, I just saw a man carrying a naked lady. Uh, the dad turns around and he's like, well, that's exactly why we're moving to Stepford. We're getting the hell out of the city. And I laughed so hard. It's like, you know, it's that's just a city mentality for you. You never know quite what you're going to see. And that's one of the great things about living in a city uh, is just meeting all these uh, strange and unusual people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean interesting? Yes, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. People have something weird to say. It's fun. I really like living in a city. Yeah, so Stafford in this case is, of course, like this perfect little town, uh, very reminiscent of like the suburbs. You know, nobody has to lock their doors in Stepford, uh, which definitely comes into play a little bit later uh, with some nosy neighbors in some cases. Uh, and, you know, Walter, which is the husband in this case uh, of Joanna, meets uh, his neighbor, Carol. Uh, who has already, like, you know, prepped a casserole since, you know, they're the new faces on the block. So, you know, they want to make sure that they're feeling welcome in Stepford already straight from the get-go. He's such a creep. Like, he walks, you know, right after that scene, he meets her husband Mm -hmm. at the driveway. And and he says the creepiest thing, (laughs) which is, like, she looks as good as she cooks. And you're like, oh, you Mm -hmm. son of a bitch. Disgusting piece of shit. But, yes, let's move on. Yeah, you also have this uh, elderly woman who uh, is interviewing Joanna for the paper uh, that she, like, throws in all of the mm-hmm. mailboxes in the town. Uh, and, you know, she wants to know, basically, like, okay, like, what are you going to miss most about living out in the city? Uh, and as a city as a city person, I can completely agree with this in some cases, and not so much in others, because it, it really depends on the type of person, but Joanna's response is noise. <laughs> you know, there you you hear all sorts of noises in in mm-hmm. the city, and when you like move out to the suburbs, it it's just so completely different to the point where you feel like you can hear that sort of pin drop. Yeah, uh, and anywhere you are, basically, I get scared. Not, I mean, I feel safer. I, I, I there's no reasoning behind this. This is just my brain, right? I don't have any. This is all anecdotal. Just mm-hmm. I, I remember once going, uh, I, we, I stayed in this uh, house in the country with some friends and there wasn't enough bedrooms. So I, for one of the nights, I ended up sleeping on the couch on, in the living room. And so I'm in the, in the, on the couch and yeah, this is like day three of a heavily drink, drinky drink, you know, vacation. So maybe I wasn't thinking super straight, but <laughs> there was this big gigantic window in the living room looking out to the front yard and um, at night, all you could see, because it's in the middle of the forest, uh, all you could see was, uh, you know, the the outdoor light that was still lit. Mm-hmm. And then the stairs that come up a little bit and then like pitch black unless it's right near the window where the, the light is showing. Right. And the entire night, all I could do is stare out that window so that the fucking serial killer that was coming <laughs> for me wasn't going to get the jump on me that mm-hmm. much. And that's all I could think about. Now, I live in a one bedroom apartment in, in, in the city. and. You know, I just, I don't even think about that shit. The scariest thing that I can think of is, like, stepping in shit, which, you know, has happened. (laughs) 
but it's just, I don't know. And I hear gunshots and I'm like, Oh no, I better stay inside. You know, like I, I don't feel afraid. I feel like, eh, you know, that's way over there. Mm-hmm. It's not here. It's over there. Well, and, at least, yeah. at, at least uh, the gunshots aren't so common that you can like narrow it down. Oh, that was like four blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. And it's only happened like once anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I prefer city living, but I love going out and being in nature because nature is wonderful. I'm just afraid of, you know, uh, getting attacked and not mm. having anybody to hear me scream. That's 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 the shit that scares me. Yeah. I don't know. She can put it out there. Yeah, OK. That's, so that's yeah, why I, the country. That's, that's why you got to have a run buddy, you know, you know, I you got to learn from the stylist. <laughs> I don't <laughs> run. Olivia, I, <laughs> I don't run. <laughs> You know, I was telling I was telling my coworker about that scene and how like I thought that that was the funniest scene in that entire movie because she built she yeah, built she it built so it much up. up in her head like oh man she's caught well, me now. It, initially, I thought she was talking about like emotionally like mm-hmm. her like her mom like I don't want to I don't run away I don't run and then I realized like wait a minute she, unless she's unless she's talking about literally running mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the only like friendship. That, you know, was offered to her, like, come run with me. Then I'd be like, mm, I wanted to be drinking buddies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, oh, you know, what? one thing we forgot, not to get too off course, but since we have so much time, because we don't have that much to talk about with Stepford Wives, is that um, there was an there was an original score composed for the stylist, by the way. We, and it won awards. Nice. Just wanted to put it out there. And that's another, like, you know, nice little note for that movie. Okay. Back to Stepford, back to the husband sort of being a creeper about the neighbor lady and the casserole she brought over. Yeah, I mean, mo- most of the men in the town uh, get a little handsy in more ways than one. Because, uh, as you know, uh, Joanna is, uh, you know, kind of just you know, walking around the, the quaint little town. She comes across one mm-hmm. of her neighbors who is uh, basically going up, cusping the, I think it's the gardener. Uh, in this case, I don't know if that was actually his wife. The in the the woman in the garden. Yeah. No, that's his wife. Okay, yeah, that was his wife. Okay. Well, either yeah. way, like it's just like completely right out in the open, and he's just you know he's 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 going to town and not right. not giving I'm any grabbing, fucks. Grabbing this, <laughs> yeah, just like completely entitled to this person's body, and no matter the context or situation, it's just like I just fucking do what I do. Mm-hmm. Ballsy, ballsy. I'll say that. Yeah, and this movie definitely has uh, some some very like stereotypical things in regards to just the way some of the characters are presented. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, all of the men, uh, for the most part in the town, are just absolute sleazeball. You have the the opposite effect for the women who really dress nice. You know, they are keeping the house clean. Everything is perfect. Everything's prepped. You know, it's the for what the guys assume is like the ideal woman in in, right. in this case, the um, women are prim and proper, and the guys are fairly crass, even around the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want me to start sort of like weaving in a little I, bit of how like I the new would, one was just different? to see how yeah, it how it okay. differentiates? So I mentioned that the new movie is a comedy, or the <laughs> new movie it was like twenty years ago. <laughs> the newer movie or the two thousand and four <laughs> remake was a comedy, and um. Well, right off the bat, we have some really huge differences. So, in in the in in the original, uh, the the wives are very um, very unaware of, uh, of of sort of uh, 
the meanness or or the or the the oppression that they might be under, and they're just very well meaning in general. And uh, in the in the remake, they're all like ball busting career women okay. who married like you know uh, you know guys who weren't as smart or attractive as they are, and it's like sort of these guys sort of getting back on them so, because they feel repressed. And even Nicole Kidman is like this horrible uh, personality that uh, um, uh, creates TV shows that breaks up marriages and all that stuff. And she gets fired. She has a breakdown. Her husband, Matthew Broderick, takes her out to the country, to this house so that they, they can get better. Big differences, which I, uh, well, I'll wait till you sort of do the, the reveal on the husband. Mm-hmm. Because in the original... And maybe you'll steal a little bit of the spotlight then. In the original, the husband understands what's going on. Yes. The husband, before they move there, he knows what's happening in this town. And he's already bought into it. And um, a, a big difference between the men in the original movie and in the remake, the men in the original are all very, well, in the new one, they're intelligent too. But in the, in the original, they're also very strong personalities. They, they seem very threatening. You know, they have... Uh, they, they seem very powerful in general, whereas in the remake, uh, uh, they're all sort of uh, dis- they're all just sort of on the weaker side, not only personality wise, but physically as well. They're all kind of on the little shorter side, a little pudgier side, and their wives are like Faith Hill and like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, she's very attractive. So th- those are some differences where there where they really amped up the feminism and made it a big uh, overbearing joke in the remake, where in the original, it's just like, hey, man. Can we just have a checking account? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, no. So, um, uh, you know, that, that, those are some of the big differences where in the, in the remake, they also sort of try to make it, they try to even things out between the men and the women. And also they kind of, they should have been called the Revenge of the Stepford Wives, you know, because that is ultimately what the movie does anyway. But in the original, like it's, um, even when the husband takes Joanna into this new town, she tells him, she's like, you don't ask me, if I want to move, you tell me we're moving. You don't ask me if this house is nice. You tell me you put a down payment on uh-huh. it. And so she, in the original, they are really pointing out all the different ways that men minimize women and and um, and just treat them badly. And one of the biggest reasons why the movie might seem boring is because a lot of the the instances are just so small. They just keep adding up and they add up and they add up and they add up. Until before you know it, you're not even in control of your life anymore. And before I start crying, I think you should take it back and tell everybody how the rest of the movie goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need a moment to, uh, to, uh, to clear the dots. But anyway, so Walter is uh, invited to join uh, the Men's Association, which is essentially Setford's uh, boys-only club mm-hmm. uh, in this case. And With the Masons? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always some uh, shady shit going on in these secret societies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, in this case, it's basically all all the men in the town. Uh, and, you know, Joanna is upset uh, over the fact that, as you mentioned, like, he's the one who's been making all decisions without any sort of input from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we, we go to the grocery store and, you know, you, you get to see a lot of, you know, the housewives all dressed up and out and about and seeing how they uh, interact uh, and what I thought was really interesting about this scene is, like, after they do the shopping, you see, like, one of the, the grocery store baggers, like, directing traffic. 
And I, mm. I just, I stop and I'm like, in what, Badly. in what fucking situation is this ever happening in real life? <laughs> well, this is like 70 something. Keep in mind, all those people were driving fucking whales. Did you notice that? Everybody yeah, I mean, had a station wagon. Those things are gigantic. And also, it could also be a little nod at the, uh, um, I don't know if you ever saw this, but there were uh, some of the, the promotional or propaganda posters from uh, the 40s after the men came back from World War II. Well, before, during the war, you had Rosie the Riveter sort of encouraging mm -hmm. women to go to work. And then after the war, uh, there was this one particular poster, which was fucking hilarious, where two uh, very beautiful young wives are pulling out of their, they live across the street from each other. And they're pulling out from their respective driveways, and they both own, like, I don't know, like 59 Bel Airs, you know, like the shit with the big old wings in the back. <laughs> and they, like, ram right into each other. They rear end by the rear end each other. And then they have this look on their face like, oh, no, what happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're so fucking useless. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it might be a little bit of a nod to that where it's like, oh, well, you know, we need to help the ladies pull out of their fucking parking spot. But then on the other hand, again, station wagons. They're yeah. fucking huge. They're um, fucking huge. I, I kind of took it in a different direction just based off of the fact that, you know, this bagger who who was a male in this case mm -hmm. uh, is just like, you know, I, I, I didn't see the other one. You know, it wasn't my fault. And he kept, you know, kind of like oh, repeating yeah. himself like, oh, yeah, I'm you know, women drivers, am I right? And then that's he just left it at that. <laughs> you know, it's just he like was... it, it can't possibly be on me. <laughs> was his only job like that he was literally telling her where to go mm -hmm. and right into the other car or the other car pulled out first yeah i don't know whatever but yes there is a slight collision in the parking lot of the supermarket yep and of course poor carol is just left completely distraught with with this crash constantly saying you know like you know, it's, it's just my head <laughs> just repeating herself basically parroting uh, time and mm -hmm. time again, and she's actually stretchered out, which is, like, one of the more telling things at the start of this, because it's not, like, in, like, a, a very minor accident. Like, I know some people will yeah. get, like, shaken up, but it's not to the point where you just have that glance of her look in your eye or glazed over where you're just like, wait, where am I? Like, no, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm okay. Like, I get there's always the opportunity yeah. to have that sort of, like, shock uh, in your system, right. but just the way that it was presented in this case felt really off, and there was a reason for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and Joanna we'll like hit on it a little bit because she was like, "They went that way, but isn't the hospital the opposite way?" Mm -hmm. And her husband's like, "No, no you're wrong." No, and oh wait, like, wait, actually, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, maybe they're just taking a scenic route. You know, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little head trauma. She'll be all right, you know. It's fine. Yeah, you know, you just gotta hit the uh, the reset button, and she'll be as good as new. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know if that's how that works. You know, I'm not the one who uh, pieced together all the uh, robotics in this case. And this is in, why you should not watch the remake because they go a lot into robotics in a very ridiculous way, <laughs> and you're like, for fuck's sake, you know, for fuck's sake. There's even like remote controls for the wives. <laughs> that can make your boobs look bigger. Of it's, course there is. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, goodness, goodness, no. Although they do throw in a, a nice little jab at AOL. And Nicole Kidman was like, is that why all the, all the wives are so slow? <laughs> <laughs> For all of those, you, you Google AOL. <laughs> That's the only way to fucking see it these days. 
oh man, that's uh, I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point. But you know, I got a, I got a lot of stuff on my plate you already with October watch. Don't going go watch on. That. Uh, speaking of which, you know, I oh. I am happy to say that uh, yes. you know we we just had Midnight Mass coming out from uh, Mike Flanagan. <gasps> Mike Flanagan yes. on Netflix, absolutely awesome. And Squid mm -hmm. Game, a new Korean uh, death game TV series, is on pace right now to become the highest viewed Netflix original. Really? Ever. That's cool. Which is so awesome to me because I know for the longest time, a lot of general moviegoers uh -huh. absolutely despise subtitles. And ever since Ooh. Parasite won Best Picture, mm -hmm. we've seen a very mm -hmm. drastic shift in regards to viewing patterns for the general public. And just to, just to like put that in perspective, like seeing like, hey, it's bigger than like even Stranger Things has been, or some of these other like major Netflix originals is just awesome to see. Uh -huh. So when I read that today, I was like, man, like I really love the show. Don't get me wrong, but like I was surprised at just seeing the the total like viewership that it has had well netflix is 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 huge with mm -hmm. subtitles and dubbing are you telling me that they don't have an english version on there no they do but i'm just saying it's it's not very common to see oh okay like these uh korean drama series or just really any like uh like asian or you know spanish like series actually being like oh, ranked number one for I an extensive you, period you. of time. So they tend All not right. to get the same amount of traction as some of the other like primary series that we have had. I will say that maybe a small part of that is because people multitask and mm -hmm. by people, I mean me where I could, I'm watching a movie and I'm on my phone. Right. And sometimes if you're watching something with subtitles, I mean, you can't do both. So you got to put your phone down and then you're like, if, if that's the kind, is that the kind of mood I'm in right now? Do I want to put my phone down? If it's not, it's like, mm, I need something that I can listen to and then be on my fucking phone half the time. Right. But I'm getting I'm getting better. I'm working on it and I'm getting better. <laughs> there you go. Well, anyways, getting back to the separate wives. We have Joanna yeah. coming down the stairs to find her, her husband, Walter, you know, just drinking scotch in front of the fireplace. Uh, after he was, he tells her like, you know, I love you, right? You know, I really, <laughs> really love you. That's because that's when he he knew ahead of time, but mm -hmm. then he hadn't really made. The, this is him finally coming to terms with the fact that he's going to fucking kill his wife and take her body. And like, it's, um, it's really, it's really fucking sad. Like, well, uh, hold, hold on. He's not killing her specifically. Like he's not the one doing the work, <laughs> but he's, it's like, it's like an assassin though. He's mm -hmm. like, he's hired an assassin basically. Just because you're saying, like, he didn't get his hands dirty, dirty doesn't mean, like, you know, like, it wasn't his fault. No, this is all his fucking fault. He took her there for this reason. You know, and it's very upsetting. Some towns provide their own services. This is just Stepford's in this case. <laughs> Burn that fucker to the ground. No, it's not and like, it's is, not like, a, like, free curbside pickup, <laughs> you know. Oof. I just wanted my laundry done for free. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. So, uh, so yeah, this is the first time that you that you really get a sense of like what he is. This is like the last shred of humanity you see in him, by the way, mm -hmm. because going forward, and this is fairly early on in the movie, going forward, it's just executing to the plan, and it's just creepy as fuck too. Because, uh, um, well, I, I'll let you continue because there's a couple of different. There's two different parts, right? So mm -hmm. there's the the sketch and the voice recording, right? 
that happens in a little bit. Uh, we also right. have Joanna getting tracked down by another one of the newer or new-ish people in Yay. town, uh, Bobby, who She's is my favorite. who is <laughs> not like the other Setford wives. Uh, in and more a tall ways glass than one. Of water. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, she she's like just so ecstatic. Like, hey, hey, I, I read about you in the newspaper. Is this you? Is this you? Hey, have I seen any of your photographs? Like she's like very peppy and she's and like very friendly and yeah, sweet and awesome and very smart endearing, and unlike up. most of the other people <laughs> in Stepford uh, that we've met at this point. And the two are just this like quirky. They're like, Man, I'm just happy to have a friend in this case. And you know, immediately they uh you know, sparks in there. They break. They break into the scotch, <laughs> and yeah. uh, that was the whole point too, Bobby. Too, you know, like she's got this big old personality, and she's very sweet, loving, quirky. Uh, you know, uh, strong, great personality in general. And like, this is the exact kind of thing that that Stepford is 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 is, is snubbing out. Right? Is right. just like they don't want this. They don't want her at all, even though she's absolutely wonderful, and they will just want to turn her into a fucking doll. And uh, that's, you know, and that's what I was saying, like, you know, the movie can be very boring if you're not identifying with some of these, these different themes, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when, (laughs) when you're old and drunk, like me, you're identifying with all of them. (laughs) So it was just like, no, Bobby, no, get out. So, you know, reminded me of Get Out. Get Out is, um, of course, way more amped up, mm-hmm. way way more dressed up, way sexier of a movie for sure. There's just a lot more going on. There's a lot more visceral visceral violence and whatnot. So this one's, you know, it's 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 more subtle for sure. And the reason that I kept saying that it reminded me of Dead Girl was because the whole point in Dead Girl, if you remember that movie, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna spoil. It. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, if you don't know. Like, how, how can you forget about that movie after seeing it? It's one of the things. <laughs> if you scrubbed it from your brain because it was so upsetting. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, Dead Girl is a, is, is a zombie movie with only one, well, two zombies by the end of it. But in the beginning, <laughs> just one zombie. And you can think to yourself, like, how can you fucking have a zombie movie with just one fucking zombie? It's because it's less about the zombie and more about the reaction to the zombie, which, you know, we've seen a lot of in like, you know, Walking Dead and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it's just a bunch of teenage boys find a very, very, very hot model like uh, a woman who turns out to be a zombie. They figure out that she's a zombie. They don't particularly do they call her a zombie, but they just kind of know that she doesn't know herself and she's just belligerent. So they tie her down and then it becomes like their secret, like, you know, rape doll. And uh, they're all but one kid is into it. One kid's like, no, this is wrong. And he's like sort of like, you know, battling with himself about like what's wrong and battling with them. And uh, he's got this big old crush on like the high school hottie. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking like, oh, here's a guy who appreciates, you know, you know, ladies. And he wants a connection with a real girl. He wants to be loved. Like, you know, this is like, you know, the the dilemma between the thoughtless like rapist and the thoughtful caring dude. But then at the end of the movie, he just turns the high school hottie into the zombie so that he can have her in the same way that the other guy did. But, you know, it, it, but basically at the end of the day, it's just sort of like, you know, just women getting screwed over, you know, like that there's no like humanity in the connection between men and women for these young kids. So like that sort of like sense of despair and sadness that I felt in that movie. Yeah, That's so, uh, <laughs> you know, being a necromantic so in right now, uh, you know, oh, like, la- so last right week I, I mentioned Bad Candy, like, that recent Vaude, uh mm-hmm. anthology movie. 
which, uh, one of the stories, and uh, I only mentioned this because it was, like, one of the few segments of this movie that I actually liked. Not for that reason, but, <laughs> but because of the actress in that scene, uh, who Good plays, save. like, this sexy sexy nurse in this case, uh, kind of has, has a thing because she's, like, a coroner uh, for... Uh, mm -hmm. Some of her, some Ooh. of her dead friends, and I'll leave it at that. But that's the, she's the only saving grace of that entire movie, and the rest of it is just utter, absolute trash. But you know, I just is that I the German it, movie from like the eighties or seventies? No, it just this just came out like a couple of weeks. Oh, ago. sorry, I'm thinking about a whole other movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> do you know which one I'm thinking about? I do not. But uh, let's not get into it. It's pretty yeah. gross. Okay. Well, anyways. Where was I? All right. We were, uh, well, we were talking about necromantic. <laughs> we were talking about Stepford Wives. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, well, okay. Oh. So at this point, we have the banter, the drunken banter, uh, the scotch induced oh, banter yes. between Joanne and Bobby. And, you know, the two of them are just trying to figure out, like, well, what the hell's going on at the, uh, the men's association? And this is when we have Walter calling home to tell uh, Joanna that, you know, he has some good news. Uh, and, you know, he invites some of the guys over from this new projects committee, uh, which turns out, of course, all these guys are also part of the men's association. Uh, and, you know, this is when they're like trying to like come up with not necessarily like fundraisers, uh, but just mm -hmm. like kind of like town events that they could put on. Sure. Uh, and, you know, they have a lot of, like, back and forth about some of the ideas that they want to do. And all the meanwhile, you have this guy who was just looking at Joanna the entire time and uh, sketching her. Uh, and from Walt, uh, from Disney, from Disneyland. Yes. Yeah, his name is uh, Diz, for short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's such, how you, that's such, how you tell him apart. That's a terrible name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know if the Disneyland thing was added just because of the animatronics. Uh, that, or that's what I kind of guessed, just based off of uh, the direction that they did take with the movie. Right, but also there's a whole, like, you know, Disney is like a pretend happy world. Mm -hmm. That's sort of, it's just the facade underneath. It's a business. And there's all those, like, shady deals that happen between, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a human yeah. trap built by your mouse. Yeah. Exactly. And oh, uh, that's very deep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, one of the guys basically like comes up on Joanna when she's in the kitchen and he exclaims like, I like to watch women doing little domestic chores. Ugh. And I'm just like, Ugh. what the fuck? <laughs> like Ugh. that's like the worst possible thing to say in this situation. And I'm just like, what the, what the heck, man? Like, come on. Nobody nobody likes hearing that, man. <laughs> I, I once heard that from, like, my grandfather when I was 12, and I was, like, ironing, like, some clothes, and he was like, you look so cute ironing. I was like, no, no, no. And I put it down. I was like, we're not doing that. And I was not a sassy kid at that point. I was just like, no, that's awful. That mm -hmm. is awful. So, yeah, that's awful. As you can see, this this, uh, this movie was a little close to home. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's so long and boring. I'm like, I've been crying for days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, it, it turns out that uh, Diz, the artist, is actually, mm -hmm. uh, well, like, Joanna knows this guy, or at least for, like, his artwork, uh, and actually gives her the drawing, uh, which was interesting, and, you know, she seems pretty happy with it, and, you know, she wanted to get it's it, like, good. framed and everything, you know, the whole nine yards, wants to, like, put it up on the wall, I don't know to that extent, but besides the point. 
But I thought it was yeah, interesting like, that she actually like knew who this guy was and even yes. like calls him by name even. Well, she's a she's a photographer, art, you know, she's an mm-hmm. artist, so she's sort of and that was sort of working in New York, so she's a little exposed to to, you know, that whole world. So that made sense a little bit. But you know what didn't make sense? She was like, "Oh, all those guys were creep except for Diz. He was he was sweet." Bitch, he wasn't. Like he was, he was, he was so creepy. He was longingly staring at you the entire meeting that went yeah. went on for like forty nine thousand minutes with like a little like lip curl. Forty nine thousand minutes. You're right. That scene was really <laughs> fucking long. Oh man. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a creepy creepy scene. And at, at but I mean, end. only lightly creepy. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a real like horror creepy. It was more like I'm uncomfortable creepy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, they're like they're like, oh, let's have a cakewalk. Oh, let's uh, let's put in a, on a bar dance. We never got the barn dance. Instead, we have like this really like lavish house party, uh, where Carol yeah. ends up drinking entirely too much at this party, which is hosted by by Diz. Uh, and you know she keeps repeating herself over and over about this recipe I- that uh, she's trying. I thought that the issue was that because she'd had the car accident or a very mild fender bender, mm-hmm. that she was uh, damaged as a machine. Right. And so it was just her sort of acting up a little bit. And they blame the drink because that's the human sort of equivalent of your machine not working. Yeah. And I've seen enough Futurama. I know robots don't drink alcohol. They drink oil. Oil. That's <laughs> they right. They got it wrong. See, if she just drank oil... Well, I mean, yeah, it would have been super suspicious, but then she yeah, would have been back. She she would have been back to New Winota, mm-hmm. and not have right. to uh, turn into uh, a body for scraps. True. Yeah. Does she get turned for a body for scraps? I don't know, but you know that's what they do with all the old robots. I'm just saying. Oh, that's that's <laughs> true. Unless it's Westworld. I uh, I mean that is also true. They bang the old robots. Mm-hmm. They bang all the all the robots get banged. Yeah. You know what's really funny? <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes back to Ex Machina. <laughs> it really does. All the robots just are there to get banged. Oh my goodness. And let's be real, you know, that's why you made a robot. <laughs> Yep. And I'm not trying to be like superior. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if there's like male robots out there, they're getting banged too. Yeah. Equal opportunity banging when it comes to robotics, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when the uprising come, we will all have had it coming. Nope, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so after this party, we actually see Carol coming over to apologize to Joanne and Bobby. Of course, she's not doing this like on her like her own will. Her husband basically made her come over to apologize for how she acted about like her having an episode uh, at the at this gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, yep, typical. Another man making a decision for the woman in this case. Yeah, and Joanna and Bobby are just irate. Mm-hmm. Like just cutting right through the bullshit. That's right. And um, is it right after this that um, men ask Joanna for a voice sample? They do. And, you know, like, that was one of the parts where I was like, okay, this guy's, like, really fixated on speech for for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, like, first they fixated on, reasons. you know, the eyes. Now they got, you know, the women's, you know, voice recording, uh, wanting to say, like, basically, like, three different words from A to Z, you know, straight it all together. Mm-hmm. But she's smart. She's like, I would do this for you. 
if you could get my ladies association going. Because she's been going around town trying to, her and Bobby trying to find other ladies that are willing to just have a meeting and just hang out and just vent about, you know, stuff. And it's, uh, while it's a slight, very lightly feminist, mostly it's just like, well, they have a men's association. Could we have a meeting of ladies that hang out? Mm -hmm. And so she does get him to, uh, oh yeah, and all the other, the Stepford wives, the, the converted robot wives have been saying, no, 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 I got lots of muffins to bake today. <laughs> and so they, 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 you know, they say no to her. But when she sort of uh, puts this to this dude who's trying to record her voice for nefarious reasons, he gets the ladies to say yes. And so one of the cooler scenes in the movie is that uh, they, her and Bobby finally get this like, you know, ladies meeting going. And the, at this point, the only ladies that are not robots are them two. And then the really hot redhead, I forget her name, but she's like the super rich tennis playing, big red hair, super cute lady. Uh, and you can tell she's still real because she talks about real shit. And then, of course, the little old lady who the only reason she's allowed to exist is because she's so inconsequential, basically. <laughs> Although, because of that, uh, because she exists and because she runs the newspaper, she is able to tell Joanna a little bit of, you know, truths about the town. Where, like, for example, um, was it Caroline who's had the defects? Well, previously, she had convened a women's association and it was really well attended. Like, 50 of the wives in the in the in the town had come together and it was actually pretty um uh pretty popular and successful because they were bringing in uh writers or speakers to come in uh and present at these meetings which is that's that's a very well organized and attended meeting and these are the same women that are now like separate wives so she gets a little meeting going with only like eh, maybe like you know 10 women themselves included and <laughs> this really funny part is where all the robots just all the robots just start fucking talking about cleaning and mm. like exchanging cleaning routines <laughs> and cleaning tips and they're like but don't you want to talk about you know oppression and they're like mm, no thanks I really want to talk about how to get my floor to shine. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. I was like oh shit but also really easy bake or easy off mm -hmm. I should try that <laughs> that one time a year, and, I clean you know, my fucking like, floors. That 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 ties into the ending too, which I laughed at because you get to see her like actually grabbing it off the shelves at the grocery oh, store. That's right. <laughs> I was that's like, oh, that's 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 a little bit of a callback uh, in this case. But you know what? Yeah. What, I, what I found interesting about that scene is like even like you know at the start of the quote bitching session is basically what they called it. Yeah, <laughs> call it for what it is, which is fine. Grievances, um, you know, if it was <laughs> right. Initially, you don't think it's respectable enough. Yeah, like initially, like there was that apprehensiveness in regards to like actually sharing some of like your grievances, uh, and yeah. it's actually like the redhead that kind of like chimed in after Joanna did and Bobby did, and then that's when all the all the other separate wives had had chimed in. Uh, about the housework so i just thought it was interesting like even though you kind of have it feeling like you basically knew who everyone was at that point in time they didn't really engage enough with one another to like have that sort of openness with one another as of yet yeah absolutely because that's uh i think that's really fairly key in um I mean, if I really am going to get super feminist about this shit, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. really fucking key in, in, in oppression is like sort of dividing and not letting people sort of convene and, and really, you know, it's not called, um, you know, comparing notes and understanding your environment. It's called, oh, it's gossiping. And that's a bad thing, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, you know, 
it's part of that. And I can, you know, if I go on the soapbox too much, you just let me know, like, hey, it's a horror show, not a horror show. And then I'll I'll scale it back. But you know that that was that was like that was that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it was fucking hilarious too. Yeah. So after this, uh, we have Joanna taking the dog out for a walk, and you know we have like a ton of communication or a lack of communication between Joanna and Walter, where Joanna's like trying to say something and Walter's just in his own little world, like not actually like hearing what Joanna is, is saying to him. And, you know, he, yeah. he constantly has like, Oh, you, you, you going out like, and he repeats himself too. It's really weird because I feel like if I was trying to replace my husband with a robot and I was going to, you know, like take his life like that. I'd be really nervous and I'd be watching his every move and I'd be very focused on what he was doing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, Oh, there's, there's a guy I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. That just seems so weird that he was so fucking detached from fucking Joe. Although maybe it was on purpose. Maybe he was like, I don't need to, con- I don't need to connect with you anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I should probably not get too attached. I don't know. Maybe that's that. Yep. And, uh, during this dog walk, uh, the dog actually runs off, towards the uh the men's association and then this is where joanna kind of like runs into i don't know if it's necessarily a cop or like a security guard he's a town cop i think but he's only there to like protect the men's association yeah it's a landmark uh, i think he's like a deputy or something oh it's a landmark <laughs> yeah. that's right i mean yeah because that's what cops do just hang out by fucking landmarks no it's mm-hmm. not how that fucking works <sighs> well he's in on it you know all all the men oh. are <laughs> yeah, and then he he also makes a point of telling her like, oh well, I'm here watching. Well, before maybe it was no, it wasn't that scene where he says like, oh well, you know, people have a lot of nice big houses just like yours, and we can mm-hmm. just you know, people aren't you know, you don't usually just walk around, so you got to keep an eye out. I'm like, Jesus fuck. I mean, just... <laughs> let's let's be honest. Ren and Bobby walk around quite a bit because at one point in the movie, like they go but to visit night. one of their neighbors. Well, yeah, th- uh, I'm talking about, like, in the day, like, I forgot to mention this, like, they actually, like, barge into someone else's house, because you know, they don't knock. Nobody locks their the doors. Door, the doors are open, <laughs> and they just hear moaning coming from upstairs, <laughs> and, you know, the entire time this scene is playing, you know, you just hear the woman moaning, and, you, you know, they, it, she just keeps repeating her husband's name and being like, oh, you're, you're the best. You're the master. You're the king. And you're I'm the, just like. <laughs> you're, and then just screaming. Right? What's really funny. that Oh, not so funny. But I remember at one point, Joanna goes to talk to a psychiatrist. And, and incidentally, maybe we don't have to go scene by scene because the movie can get a little slow if you do that. Mm-hmm. But okay, so maybe we just walk through it a little bit. So at one point, she goes to a psychiatrist and she's talking about this incident where they uh, uh, her and Bobby walk into this house and they hear a couple having sex overhead. Right. Later, they see that couple at the pharmacy because it's the pharmacist and his wife. Now, the pharmacist is not a very attractive man, like mm-hmm. like like at all. <laughs> but the wife is just like vavoom, right? She's insanely hot. <laughs> when she's telling her psychiatrist about it, she was like, "And hey, you should see this man," because she's trying to explain why things are weird <laughs> and why things are not normal, why things like don't quite fit. And one of the reasons is because this man, she's like, "And hey, you should see him. His life is his wife is amazing and lovely, but he's just he's nothing. I mean, he's just nothing." And I remember thinking, like, Jesus, Joanne, take it easy. He's still a person. <laughs> don't even need to, you don't know he's an asshole now. You're just assuming. But that's, you know, that's not so nice. But also, thinking back, I mean, like, how did a pharmacist get such a lovely wife, even if she wasn't? You know, because mm-hmm. theoretically, these are all women that these guys got when they were not robots. And then they turned into robots. But then, like, 
then you have to consider babies. Did they have them and then have the baby? Of course, have the babies first. But then it's like, do they, if they want to turn their wife into a robot, do they have to wait to have babies first and then turn them into robots? Because I don't know that robots <laughs> can have the babies unless you're talking robot babies. I don't know. I'm getting a little confused now. Let's get back to the. Well, movie. I mean, I didn't see any robot kids in the movie. Uh, but anyway, so like, obviously. You know, knowing that, like, there's some strange shit going on. Uh, Joanna is just convinced, like, okay, there's there's got to be something happening in this town. You know what? There's something in the water, right? So, like, they have oh, the water, yeah. like, tested by, like, some, yeah. like, ex-lover. <laughs> Ex-boyfriend. <laughs> the, the guy who took her virginity. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who took Joanna's virginity. They, she looks him up, and he's a sign. Or I guess she had already, or bumped into him and and he he was really nice he's like yeah man i'll run your test so what's going on with you she's like i'm married bye (laughs) (laughs) happily Uh uh-huh well mm. Mm. (laughs) turns out neither of them are happy as he writes it down on the slip of paper there but you know what what i found funny about that whole scene is just like it's like well turns out your water is uh just water there's water in your water yeah that's not what i wanted to hear man yeah, you, now, you're supposed to give else. me a reason so I don't look so batshit crazy in front of the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was some good stuff. All right, what happens next? Because I'm kind of all I can think about is a tennis court getting dug up after mm-hmm. they turn the redhead into a robot. Yep, you know because the uh, yeah. the wife wanted to uh, police her husband now because like the only reason why they had a a tennis court in the first place was because she wanted to play tennis. And she was playing with, like, I guess some, like, you know, local high school, like, boys or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you know, they made a comment about, like, oh, they're the only competition is, you know, the tennis players, these young, you know, high school boys and blah, blah, blah. And Bobby makes, like, a a joke about, like, well, if you get bored of them, you can send them over my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Redhead's like, no, 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 no. They're the only thing keeping me going. Not in like you don't get a sense that they're having sex. You just get a sense that like he gets enjoyment from hanging out with these young guys because they're playing tennis. They're they're listening to her. They're they're you know they're engaged with her versus her husband. And she takes pleasure in their company. Mm-hmm. But even that, but even that can be a little like not cool because it's you know. There's a little bit of some sort of like sexual tension there as well, presumably, because she's very attractive and because it's just a couple of teenage boys, right? Which, you know, eh, you, you pass judgment if you want. But, you know, the part that was so fucking annoying was that when her husband has a fucking like tractor, not a tractor, a digger, what do you call those big things? Yeah, the big, big machines <laughs> that dig. And um, they he's digging up the tennis court. And he's like smoking a cigar and he's got this big shit eating grin on his face. And like, that was like her only thing, man. And she was really proud of it and like her tennis court. And it was just so mean. <laughs> yeah. And, and now it's in a situation where like you can't even use it anymore. No. Like, I don't think the robot, I don't think a robot can actually swim. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, she's like, she's going to short circuit, right? Like, I uh, know. She's going to go into her seven score speech from Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after this, uh, Joanna is just really distraught at this point, And she asks Walter whether or not he would move 
Uh, and, you know, mm -hmm. he, he seemed okay with moving come August, much to uh, Joanna's surprise. And we all know the reason behind that. She's not going to be around in a couple of uh -uh. months in August. Mm -hmm. Your ass that's is right. going to be a robot. So I don't care what I tell you yep. right now. Yeah, that's why he's saying yes. In the remake, uh, they make Matthew Broderick just a sweetheart. Like, he doesn't know that any of this is happening until halfway through the movie. And here's why you shouldn't watch the movie. Okay. Because of this one little scene, all right? So they're in the Men's Association, and Christopher Walken's telling them all this cool shit, right? And um, they're going to show him that the wives are robots. So they call in the wife, and uh, and and the guy says, Honey... Um, can you please give me $20? And he gives her his credit card or his, his bank card or whatever. And she <laughs> puts it in her mouth and then she takes it out. And then $20 come out of her mouth in singles. And, you know, cause it's a comedy, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a whole like, Oh, my wife's a robot. And then Matthew Broderick is kind of cool with it. And everybody's like, Oh, and they sit back and continue smoking their cigars. Cause he's in the in crowd. So that was like that scene alone. I was like, oh, you're ruining it. And they ruined a lot of it. But again, it's just it's it's still kind of a fun movie because you get to see all your favorite movie stars. But uh, in the in the in the remake, like Broderick doesn't find out until much later, of course. And then on top of that, like he ends up saving the day later. Um, I don't need to spoil it because it's not worth spoiling because it's not that great <laughs> of a movie. OK, let's go back to the original. All right, so, you know, Joanna being the photographer still at this point is, uh, you know, just trying to find some work to bring into the art gallery. Uh, so she decides to take some oh, pictures oops. of her and Bobby's kids uh, to see how that's going to work out because uh, Bobby and her husband are going to uh, the plaza to celebrate their anniversary or, like, when they got knocked up initially. I can't remember, like, what the special, <laughs> what special date was, but yeah. It was, like, their, the anniversary of their first date or something stupid like that. It was not a, if I remember correctly, it wasn't a, a good anniversary. Like, oh, our marriage, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It was, like, oh, when we first met or some shit like that, which, which a little, you know, just basically they're just trying to get her to go out of town so they can replace her for, with a robot. And, uh, you know, Bobby comes back from the plaza, the plaza, air quote, uh, a completely changed woman. Okay, she's a robot. Uh, you know, it's she's, a robot. she's dressed up. She's wearing a dress, wearing the makeup. Her kitchen is absolutely sparkly and spotless, even though this mm -hmm. was a woman whose house was completely unkept <laughs> and mm -hmm. messy. And, you know, that was one of the things that I loved about, like, the first interaction between Joanna and Bobby is just the fact that, like, her first remark is, like, oh, a dirty kitchen. Because <laughs> just, like, there's just shit everywhere <laughs> still. <laughs> just, she lives in the chaos in this case, uh, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Because there are more interesting things to do than chores, okay? Mm -hmm. I wish I was the kind of person that just to blow off steam, I, I would, you know, work out or, like, clean my house. But no, like, I blow off steam by, like, you know, drinking and eating burritos and watching <laughs> TV and watching horror movies and making horror podcasts. You mm -hmm. know, like, you can't just keep your house clean all the time. Shit. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> I might be a bit of a mess. Yeah, so so <laughs> that just means I'm real, man. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you know, with Joanna seeing this, she is just she is just losing all control at this point, uh, and mm -hmm. she starts arguing with Walter mm -hmm. about everything that's happening, being like, "Help! Like, just look at her. 
She's wearing a dress. Her kitchen is spotless. Like that, that would never happen. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like they're little things like, you know, just when when somebody like he's, you know, sort of. Well, that's the whole point of the movie, right? Uh It's gaslighting. Are you familiar with the term gaslighting? Right. I am. Yes. Yeah, Uh perfect. Okay. So that's and that's the whole point, right? So like her whole. Uh, everything that they're doing around her, they're gaslighting her, right? Because that's that's how you that's how you fucking turn somebody into a robot, okay? You gaslight them until they, you know, until you got all your fucking ducks in a row, and then you take over their body, and they didn't put up a fight because you gaslit them. So wow, so yeah, so this is all gaslighting, right? So yeah, yeah, it's all it, small it, little uh-huh. things, small little things that add up. And we're at the point where Walter's just, you know, kind of giving up on Joanna, like you know, you need to seek help. You need to go see a therapist. And he's nothing. I mean, this man is nothing. And his wife is so pretty. He's nothing. Easy, Joanna. Jesus, that's just mean. And the, and, you don't know. <laughs> and at, at the end of the day, the, the psychiatrist is just like, okay, Joanna, uh, you need to get the hell out of Stepford. You know, take the kids. Mm-hmm. I'll write your prescription. You know, it'll, it'll help because uh, she's not sleeping because she's so distraught all the time. Like, yeah. she, she knows something is going to happen to her because there's been a four-month cycle of when you, you meet someone and then they turn into a robot. And it's already happened to Bobby, yeah. who arrived yeah. a month earlier, right? give or take, and now <laughs> she's next in line to uh, to have the procedure done in, in this case. So, you know, Joanna returns home uh, to find Walter there. The kids are nowhere to be seen. Uh, you know, he just says, like, oh, yeah, they're at, at a friend's house. Uh, you know, Joanna ends up locking herself in the bedroom after calling out for her kids. Uh, but she eventually mm-hmm. goes out and tries to find where the kids are. And, of course, her first stop is over at Bobby's because, you know, Bobby's kids were over at her place. You just thought, like, that would make the most sense and they should be over there. Uh, and then, and then, and then that's when she's like, OK, this chick is fucking weird, right? So she's uh-huh. just like, why? Well, I know I believe cuts herself with a knife. And then and then, and then she stabs Bobby in the chest and just like No, she doesn't. She stabs her in the womb. And that's really significant. I'm sorry, T, that was a little strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't she doesn't bleed, so she knows. Yeah, but the whole point is that, you know, she stabs her in the womb, like in the womanhood and the mm-hmm. in the like, you know, in the seventies that is. You know, we've changed now. But you know what I mean? We're like it's it's very significant that she stabs her there. Because it's 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 just like you're you know if you if you're trying to prove to be a, a real life woman like you know you should be bleeding but also like you know stabbed her in the baby maker. Yeah, well, uh, robots can't reproduce. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> especially after especially not after that. Yeah, well, needs to say, uh, Bobby is broken at, at this point where she is just constantly moving over to grab a coffee mug off the shelf. Uh, walking over, dropping it on the ground, it shatters, goes back, repeats herself again. And, uh, just that keeps happening. So, Joanna returns home, uh, she ends up hitting Walter in the head with a fire poker. Uh, basically, like, wanted to know, like, hey, where the fuck are my children at? And, you know, Walter's, like, you know, basically confesses, like, yeah, they're, uh, over at the Men's Association. And then we get to the, the final bit, and it's just like, you know, you, you head into the men's association, you hear your kids calling out for you, and Joanna's just freaking out. She heads upstairs, and of course, come to find out that it was all just a voice recording that she was hearing of her mm-hmm. kids screaming. And, mm-hmm. you know, we... <laughs> the, the reasoning 
behind all the perfect little housewives is just because the men can. That that was the reason. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just you like you have some beautiful young thing telling you you're second skid was great. That was a line from the original album. We're like, well, shit. Like I I mean what I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know, Tate. What, what, what do you think? Would you want a Stepford wife? I'm not asking if you kill a woman <laughs> to have her body. I'm asking you if you would be happy with a doll slash robot. And honestly, a lot of guys are, except they're they're nice enough not to take real women out of the equation. They just kind of like buy a buy a rubber, you know, mm-hmm. l- l- you know, <laughs> sex doll. And on, I don't have, I don't even have any problems with that, by the way. I think that's just perfectly fine. But, well, I don't know if perfectly fine is the, the right way to put it. But you know what? You do you. I'm sorry. You can find companionship if you want, like, the robot or a rubber doll. And if it's making a difference, you know, good some, for you. Some, some people dress them up and take them out on dates. I'm- I know. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what? Okay, man. It's, you're not hurting anybody. I think, you know, cool. Yeah. But, you know, would you some, want some like, people want yeah. their to marry the real doll? Other people want their uh, 3D uh, or 2D waifu uh, <laughs> or like a, a maid droid. Uh, and this, this tight, this kind of like ties into one of the random like Japan cinema rabbit holes I oh. dove into at one point. Uh, where, you know, when, when it comes to some of Cinema the, or shit. It, with some of the like horror of Japan, there are definitely quite a few of like those mutant movies that are uh-huh. borderline pink films <laughs> where okay. there, there, there's, there's just certain movies that have had very like sexualized scenes that just would not be in any other movie. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. one of the subgenres uh, I remember, like blind watching uh, Mad Movie, which is something I want. We'll probably watch at some point, but it was kind of like set up Mad as movie. this uh, kind of like voyeurism type setup where you kind of like have this uh, film crew, and it, it's kind of it's. I I don't want to go too much into the story. Uh, but they're filming, like, this zombie movie, and the zombies in this movie tend to be more uh, lustful, I guess would be the best way to put it. My goodness, what a uh, But <laughs> But what, what, what I laugh so much about this movie, and one of the things that makes it uh, so interesting to me, is it kind of has, like that cabin in the woods type setup where okay there's someone behind the controls of everything that is happening in front oh. of them essentially so they're creating like this own th- this own movie within the movie essentially uh and there is that scene much like in the cabin in the woods where they release like the pheromone gas <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like, I know the Cabin in the Woods has their thing with it, but this one just cranks it up to 11. <laughs> and you just, like, things start to happen, and you're just like, what the hell? But, like, that's what I love about, like, some some of this Asian <laughs> cinema, because, like, when you watch something, it doesn't matter, like, what the, uh, the genre says. Uh-huh. There's always that possibility that this shit this is, is gonna, gonna go be, like, eased into it. <laughs> For like no fucking reason, <laughs> oh, and I'm more than okay, okay with it. So, th- 
for whatever reason, it just makes me think of that when when I see things like that. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not one of those people who's going to buy uh, a real doll, bring it out and about, or or anything like that. And I I would not, not that want any shame in that. <laughs> I would not want a, a Stepford wife knowing that. Like yeah, I, I feel like either. that guilt would just weigh too heavy on me. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, like and also boring, yeah. right? I don't know. Although I guess you go to the men's association for conversation. And then you go home to your robot-made, you know, sex doll that raises your kids. <laughs> Ugh, it still seems awful. I don't know. Uh, oh, well. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Makes you wonder what those guys with waifus would want to do. Interesting. Well, that that mm. that, that all depends I, I on... That, that depends, yeah, it, are they getting the pillow, or are they getting the, like, little hologram that is in, like, the fucking, like, I don't know, like, Beauty and the Beast, like, rose <laughs> type So long as it's as far as they want to take it, and they don't start, like, you know, taking over women's bodies, or yep. people's bodies, because it could be, you know, could, could be anything, could be anyone. All right, well. Yeah, so so after got, we know nice why. PSA. Let's move on, yeah. After that PSA, let's so, move on. Uh, yeah, so now that we know why the men are doing what they're doing, because they can, and that's basically it. Uh, you know, we actually have the fire poker being swiped from Joanna's, uh, grasp, basically, and she runs off, eventually leading into this room, uh, which is very reminiscent of her bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when she sees her robot self, uh, who isn't, like, 100% complete for the process. She's missing the eyeballs! She's missing the eyes, and that's basically it, and of course, you see the robot looking at her with the, uh, the pantyhose, Oof. Uh, and, you know, she's, like, gripping it in her hands and ready to strangle her. And then, of course, the next thing we know, like, we basically know what happens. Like, bad bad things happen. Yeah. Uh, Joanna things gets happen. killed. And then we go back to the grocery store where we see all of the robots engaging with the other robots with a ver- very the- mundane conversations of, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. Patriarchy <laughs> wins. Again, yeah, go figure. In the in the remake, uh, I forgot to mention that another person in the remake is Glenn Close, mm-hmm. and she and the movie is ve- the movie is be- unrecognizable basically, other than the fact that women are being turned into robots, which I know is the key point. <laughs> but still, you know, everything else around it is very different. So in the in the remake, um, the whole uh, well, first of all, Broderick does not turn Nicole Kidman into a robot. They pretend to be to do it because I guess they just go off by themselves to turn her into a robot, which is fucking ridiculous. But it's a comedy, so no need to really dig into it. And um, they later come back, and he ends up uh, reverting all of the... Because uh, instead of being robots, the women are... Uh, they have microchips in their brains, which doesn't explain how they get their boobs to go up and down. But, you know... Let's not go too crazy. I mean, so, it's either that or they have machine guns in their nipples. In their nipples, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, la, a la Austin Powers, for sure. And so all the women get really angry at their husbands. And it turns out all the women were, like, really high-powered attorneys and, and you know, uh, engineers and all that good stuff. And Glenn Clo- then it turns out that Christopher Walken wasn't in charge at all. He was a robot, too. Oh, what a twist. Oh, oh, what a twist. (laughs) And the whole town was put together, or at least turned into robots, by Glenn Close, who um, was a super smart uh, neuroengineer and who was always working all the time, who was married to Christopher Walken. And then she caught him cheating on her with her uh, 21-year-old lab assistant. And so she murdered them 
in a fit of rage. And then she went completely crazy, but still was able to maintain the outward facade of sanity, sort of, and turns them into robots and then decided that she wanted a world where women are cherished and dudes are good to their ladies. And so she was turning the wives into robots. And then somebody was like, why, well, wouldn't you need the husbands to be good too? She was like, the husbands were next. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a very kind of dumb remake, but mm. it's only dumb if you want to make sense out of it. It was pretty fun to watch just because it's so fucking ridiculous. And, and again, John Lovitz, mm-hmm. I'll say it again. John Lovitz. <laughs> I, mean, I really like John Lovitz. For, for you, that's all you need to say. And there you go. <laughs> I need to go rewatch The Critic. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, uh, yeah, that's the ending of The Stepford Wives. It's, uh, I think it's, you know, one of those movies that's just, um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's worthy, you know, like it's, um, it, it's claimed its place, I think. And, um, you know, we, when we were having the conversations about xenophobia and like uh, having the, and I was very impressed by uh, the, the new movies coming out representing racism as horror right? or the, the experience of living, uh, uh, of experiencing uh, racism as horror and how, yeah, like it's, it makes sense that it would, it's, it's a terrifying thing. Um, you know, like uh, the oppression of women, like to, to think of it this way, it's, you know, it's, it is a terrifying thing to think that you live in a world that doesn't, that doesn't have a the space that you would expect for you, you know? Right. It's <laughs> yeah, like as, as I said, for me, this, anyway, this type yeah. of story could have easily been condensed <laughs> in into a one hour format for like the outer limits. And that's really my only gripe with it. Yes, it was a little I slow. And I and I, I understand this is maybe a slow written movie. <laughs> it, yes, that's, that's basically what it is. Like it wasn't terrible, but I I wasn't raving about it by the time I finished yeah. the uh, 115 oh minute runtime. I did kind of forget that it's a little not as exciting as I remembered mm-hmm. it. I was like, yeah, Stepford Wives, and then I watched it. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a little boring. <laughs> but uh, again, very strong themes. Uh, no, not not Rosemary's Baby. Not mm-hmm. enough demon rape going on but you know like it's it's certainly really you know it, it like i said you know like if if you're looking at it through that scope it's it's, mm-hmm. it's got a lot to say for sure right on so anyways uh so next month obviously october mm-hmm. big month for horror just like it is every year um yes. we're gonna do a slight departure from the phobia aspect uh that we've been focused on to focus more on some of our Halloween favorites for the month. Uh, so next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about Trick or Treat, one of my favorite anthology movies. Mine too. Uh, and I I really love this movie. I actually got to see uh, the Midwest premiere at the Music Box Theater in Chicago wow, when this came out. Cool. So that, that was pretty cool. And getting to see uh, some other movies along with that. And then... Uh, older type theater, uh, of course, directed by Michael uh, Doherty. Uh, and, you know, he's he's gone on to direct a lot of big movies. I I have not heard a recent Trick or Treat 2 update. I don't know if they'll actually get around to doing it. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about anthology movies, you know, obviously there are the staples. You know, Creep Show is probably the most beloved one. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is 
good to a degree, Amazing. I would say. The, telef the telephone segment, and you know, I talked about, I I really love that one. Uh, My favorite was the mom that, you know, the family that the grandpa comes back mm -hmm. and he's like a zombie. <clears throat> and then at one point, like, the he takes the little boy and the mom's like, I have to go out there with my little boy. And the husband's like, you can. He's a yeah. zombie. Yeah. She was no, like, don't I do it. don't That's care. And she kills him. And then she goes outside anyway. Yeah. Just to be with the zombie version of her. <laughs> It was so good. Black Sabbath. And yeah. also it's like 70s. I love like the 70s stuff too. So Yeah, yeah so we'll be talking trick or treat. And uh, yeah. I, I will never remember the first time I saw the... Uh, uh, how, how, how to describe now. it? No, I'm just trying to think of like, oh, okay. I, I think a lot of people have already seen the movie by now, but obviously the werewolf transformation or unveiling sequence Ooh. in particular was, was one incredibly sexy in this movie, the way that they set it up. Uh, but just, I, I love the way that their eyes glow also in that scene, mm -hmm. really tied it together perfectly. Uh, but all in all, it's one of the stronger anthology horror movies out there. A hundred billion percent better than Bad Candy out, out, outside of the necromantic <laughs> uh, segment, which, uh, God, I'm trying to remember the actress's name. I'm drawing a blank at this point. But anyway, so October, Halloween favorites, Halloween favorites. Uh, from us. So we're going to be doing that for October. Uh, and because it is October, you know, we have Halloween uh, basically like... We have the 31 Nights of Halloween, which is typically something uh, that a lot of people like to do. I did curate mm -hmm. my own list, uh, which I had tweeted out here this past week. Uh, so if you guys want to follow that along, there is a hashtag uh, to use as well, uh, which was on that tweet. I will have that linked in uh, the show notes. Uh, but basically what I did is I separated it uh, week by week. Uh, with a different category for each one. Uh, just to, uh, you know, break it up a little bit. Uh, so I started off with 90s horror movies. So I got some of my personal favorites uh, on cool. there, which is always good. You know, you got to start off with, you know, ones, some uh, that hit close to home. So, of course, I had to uh, have Scream on there, especially uh, with the theatrical re-release coming out here soon for the anniversary uh we got one for uh hidden horror gems which i've been tweeting a lot about uh some of like some movies that i really enjoy that i never hear people talking about uh and a lot of those have actually been posted on our twitter as well uh once What's that i name them out? which ones are some of those that you uh that i that i've tweeted or the ones that are on my uh on your list yeah uh pawnee pool uh black mountain <laughs> side Time Lapse is another good one that's more of a, a sci-fi movie. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I think more people have probably seen. I love that one. And I, I, I put a couple of older ones, like Fade to Black and Stage Fright, on there. Mm, nice. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I have Foreign Horror, uh, Gore Galore, which are basically like some of my favorite bloody movies, which of course has to have Piranha 3D on it because... Uh, <laughs> I, that the gore effects in that movie, despite the fact that they tease a lot of the special effects early on, really uh -huh. stuck through. And then, of course, you know we got uh, a Halloween trilogy to end the month because uh, we got Halloween Kills coming out in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited for that. 
that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm so excited. Uh, I'll, uh, I've got some that I, I kind of just, I, I, maybe I should, I kind of want to focus on foreign horror mm-hmm. if I could, and maybe not do the whole 30 and maybe I can send you some notes and then maybe we can somehow incorporate it, even though I'm late to the game because of my own fault. Yeah. Man, if That's all, my own fault. I'm sorry. If if only I told you about this. <laughs> if only. <laughs> but it was like last week. It was only Yo, a week it was only, ago, It man. was only a week, and I did mine in one day. But besides the point. But anyways, so the hashtag, the hashtag yes. to use is uh, HWS31 Nights. If you guys want to follow along, cool. uh, share your own favorites that you like to watch throughout the month of October for Halloween or for your 31 Nights. You know, just... Let us know what you're enjoying and what you're not, and uh, check out some of the hidden gems that I've been tweeting about, because there's a yeah. lot, there's there's so much good horror that I feel like it's doesn't get the spotlight that that it mm-hmm. deserves, and there are Agreed. some absolute baners on, on my hidden gem list, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be revisiting some of the films that I haven't seen in quite some time either throughout October, which is always something that I like to do. Uh, Will you watch my my foreign films if I send them to you, like Witching and Bitching or Chronos? You know, it's funny that you bring up uh, Alex De La Iglesias, because I actually tweeted about The Last Circus today, (laughs) (laughs) which he also did, which was his film before that. And I have Witching and Bitching. It's... In my uh, in my desk, <laughs> and I have seen. Do you, it. Did you like it? Did you like it, or did you it, think it was not great? It was a really bizarre fucking movie. Love yes, tell you. I love this. <laughs> I love him when they just take so many fucking turns. It actually reminds me a little bit of Nightbreed in terms mm-hmm. of all the diff- There's like three, four different stories going on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So yes. Oh, and Ghost Team. Remember that one, the Brazilian one about the the ghost hunters that I, go into high school. I haven't seen that one yet. I know of it. It's I have not watched. It's fucking hilarious. It, these are both uh, uh, foreign horror comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very niche. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But anyways, check out our social media for uh, everything going on this month, and uh, we'll let you know what the rest of our month is going to be looking like, at least for the podcast. So we'll have our full schedule out for you, hopefully within the next couple of days or. By the latest next week. Uh, but for now, guys, just a heads up. Like, I, I launched an Instagram for the podcast as well. So you can find, uh, you know, more information uh, over there on the gram. Also, you know, mentioning movie recommendations. Uh, and if you want to contact us, you can do so on Twitter at Handle with Scare. Uh, you can email the show at Handle with Scare pod at gmail.com. We also have our website, which is handlewithscarepod.com. And, of course, we do have our Ooh. Discord. You can find the link to that in our show notes. But, Holly, like, that is the <laughs> end of Telephobia. <laughs> now we got uh, a good one. Spooktober. Halloween horror favorites. Should be a pretty good month. And, you know, it's, <gasps> it's going to be a big month for horror nonetheless. And I cannot wait to dive into some of our favorites. Uh, do you have, I mean, are, are we done recording? But huh? I want to talk about costumes. Okay. <laughs> <Is that> too late. <laughs> Do, Maybe uh, next week. As in, like, have I picked out a costume? Yes. I have not. <laughs> I think I have mine. I'm going to make Joe dress up as Roddy Rod Piper from They Live, and okay. I'm going to buy myself um, an alien mask, and I'm going to dress like the grocery store lady mm-hmm. that rats him out. Like, he can see. I got one that can see. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get my wig and a, and a coat. And some jewelry mm-hmm. and a watch. I'm very excited about it. Yes, but the question is, have you perfected how to teleport using said watch? 
no, but I figured, you know, <laughs> I got enough time to figure it out yeah. or I could always just like drop like a smoke bomb and then run out of the room. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Ninja vanish. Yeah. There That's my plan. And I'm looking forward to making out with Joe while he's dressed as Ryder Rod Piper. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's, you know, that's Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's Halloween in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle Whisker. Again, this has been episode number 27, talking all about the Stepford Wives. And uh, yeah, we will see you all back <laughs> next week. You guys enjoy your October! week. Take care. October is among us. It's fall weather. Get your hoodies Yay! out, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye.